only time can reveal what is really true. The stories and fables of old have lost their value. Times like these, you need to adopt new ways to live. Trying to gain the upper hand despite the pain you feel. But we live in a land where it's never too late and it's always all good. Welcome to the priesthood. Good afternoon, Bach family. Um, today is Monday. Some of you guys may be um, getting off your lunch break or headed to your lunch break. And I just want to catch you real quick, continuing my book, The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman by Shahzad Ali. Um, it has really been opening my perspective of just the, the connection between men and women as a whole that's been my my field of study for like the last six months just trying to understand it and I get these emotional swings when I, I can gauge the temperature of the people I'm around from what I see as I go throughout my day to day and I just be wanting to help man I'm a people person and um yesterday I tweeted something saying how I would like to see in the future more families. I would love to see more families where the man and the woman have a great relationship and the children are able to see that as well. I would love to see that. But I also said, man, I think our generation may be too far gone. I was feeling some type of way last night, but I want to get into this chapter. Um, it's called The Wedding, The Beginning. I'm going to read some of it to you guys because I know everyone isn't going to buy the book. So I just like to read and share what is in it and just continue to push a new perspective, a new line of thought as far as trying to connect back with the woman, with me being a man. I want to connect back, understand her better, you know. So chapter four, here it is, The Wedding, The Beginning. Ah, who can forget the beginning? That wonderful startup time referred to as the courtship and quote unquote going together. This is the period when the black woman is the most cooperative and malleable. It's that wonderful and glorious state when tender loving attraction is at its peak. During this time, the black man and the black woman cannot stay apart. It is too painful to be away from each other for an extended period of time. Every touch is magic. Every glance is ecstasy, and the delicious exploration of sex is brand new. Spine-tingling excitement, overwhelming enjoyment. How could it ever end? The fondling, the anticipation, the perpetuating desire of new love. The black woman stares into the admiring eyes of the black man and reflects his loving gaze with worshiping innocence. Her eyes give the temporary and false promise that she will always remain in submission and feel lucky, lucky to have her man's love. She is agreeable, complimentary, affectionate, and giving. 
Nothing is too good for her man during this period. Life and love are sterling pure. Magnetic attraction is in force and neither side is able to withstand the pull because they created it. More lies are told during this stage than will ever be told again. The black woman spares no expense or energy to convince the black man that she is the mate for him. Naturally, he believes her because he wants to. She makes him feel like a king. She is alluring and soothing. During a lengthy courtship, she is available and willing to try anything the black man suggests. She is thoughtful in sending him cards or little love notes, taking time to do special little favors for him, his favorite meal, his favorite color, his favorite treatment, expressed using her favorite plot. Her flexible and happy behavior turns out to be a gross misrepresentation of how she really is. After the point when she feels confident she has the man, she starts to take a kind of inventory. She memorizes and catalogs all of her man's idiosyncrasies that she plans to change. She believes she will be able to change the black man by subtle prodding and sweet requests. Sometimes these changes are monumental rearrangements of his personality that he has all that he has had all of his life. Nevertheless, she thinks that he can change and she does not doubt that he that she is the one to change him. The black man knows nothing about this plan and believes that she accepts him as he is, just as he has accepted her. It may take quite a while for the initial passionate attraction to subside and its fun-filled time of dating, dinners, travel, calls, and uninhibited sexual play. The black man thinks that her attentions and interests will last indefinitely. The black woman knows they will not. She weans him slowly using excuses and justifiable sounding explanations. When the black woman becomes busy with her normal life activities, the first thing she gives up, eliminates or sacrifices is loving attention to the black man. That's deep. She believes that after she quote unquote gets him, he is expendable and adult and should understand when she has more pressing things to do. If anything has to be squeezed in, it's him. If anything has to be squeezed out, it's also him. Instead of his care being paramount, it becomes something that the black woman does on the run. While it is natural occurrence for the house and the children to take up a certain amount of time, it is not a natural occurrence for the loving attention to the black man to stop. The time may become shorter to express it, but it should not become more infrequent. If the black woman develops giving attention to the black man as part of her daily living, it will preserve the thrill of the relationship and establish a closeness not always based on sexual intimacy. It's not that she necessarily takes him for granted. It's just that she does not place the right value on his presence. In some homes, he walks into the house and is completely ignored. He is often made to feel like an intruder in his own household. That's deep. Someone who is sometimes in the way, in the way of other things and people who are more important to the black woman than the black man. And younger women, the court, the courtship may be altered a bit in thematic arrangement. If she has ideas about having female macho equality, she might start out from the beginning letting the black man know that she has no intentions of catering to his every whim or any of his whims. How do you say it? Whim or whims? 
I don't know. She doesn't think it's her responsibility and she thinks that every man should do for himself like she does for herself. She has very prolific sounding explanations about why she feels the way she does. Hmm. That just reminded me of the long ass explanation Solange gave when she cheated on her husband. Having very prolific sounding explanations about why you feel the way you do. Take it or leave it. He should leave it. She does not feel that her attitude will have an impact on the success of the relationship. She is just exercising her options and believes her choices to be minor and harmless. She is interested in having a black man, but not interested in enough to put on any special act for him. Certainly no encores or repeat performances. The wedding ceremony. For the contemporary black woman, big, expensive, elaborate weddings are in. The requirements are big ceremony, big church, big reception, big expensive wedding, big floral arrangements, big catered menu, big matching wardrobes for the attendants, big honeymoon, big ego production, and big cash expenditures. But this is the black woman's shining hour. She is the center of attention, the star, and her wedding is the public symbol of her wonderful life waiting ahead. It is a glorious tribute to her big announcement that Quote unquote, I got him. The black one the black man cooperates and participates in all of this hoopla because he is promoted by both families and mostly because he wants to please his woman. She not only wants it, she demands it. Although his nature may tell him that this is too much money to spend on publicly agreeing in front of several hundred witnesses that they are now married, sometimes five thousand to fifty thousand dollars or more is spent on the wedding affair and a lot of this money comes out of the black man's pocket gone are the days when the woman foots the bill for the entire wedding the black woman is not concerned with the financial strain will beg brawl and charge to produce this show later on when viewing the videotape of this main event it may be difficult for the black man to believe that his woman could orchestrate such a synchronized attraction, but now finds it impossible to get dinner on the table every night at a reasonable time. Sometimes the woman may look at the tape over and over again, remembering what she may describe as the most beautiful period of her life. Sometimes the man gets lost in this shuffle of the wedding plans and finds himself standing around trying to figure out his part in this. Usually, Several family fights and disagreements occur on both sides before the grand day takes place. They rumble. After the grand day takes place, the honeymoon couple returns home to start living out the black woman's dream of married life. She immediately takes on the rest of the job of trying to set her life in order. It is also at this time she completely relaxes and lets the black man know bits by bit that she expressed that she expects him to carry his part of the Lord and make a few changes now that they are really married. Now comes the real deal. Few black women come across, my bad, let me say that again. Few black women cross the threshold of marriage without a carefully outlined mental plan of how she intends to change her man to suit her wishes. She sees marriage as the contracts, as the contract whereby she can be herself, the wrong self. She believes that the only way to maintain control of her life is to control her man. This control starts by trying to keep up with him, to know his whereabouts at all 
times. Often she'll ask questions about where he's been and then sneakingly ask him the same question at another time to see if he'll give the same response. One of the worst mistakes a black man can make when living with a black woman is to start out telling her every step he takes when he's not with her. The first time she tricks him into answering, she will expect an explanation from then on. The reason she uses to pry into his comings and goings are, I worry about you. You could at least call. You ask me where I go because I have to, the right to know I'm your wife. Somebody was looking for you. So I don't know what's going on or what's happening because I just want to know. Wow. I want to stop right there just right quick um, because this is a very interesting point Charizard has just made telling the man to not. Let your woman control how you move, pretty much. That's interesting. She is saying it is an innate thing in a woman, in a black woman, in her nature to want to know her man's every move just so she can feel secure in knowing that he only wants her. Wow. So by answering that every time, men... You're doing the wrong thing. She needs to be confident and secure in you guys' relationship. Wow, that's interesting. I never thought about it in that way. Let me continue. Certainly, if the black man desires to inform the black woman of his whereabouts, he can do so. But the problem in trying to comply with her slanted curiosity, which is really interrogation, is that the black man can never be sure of which point in the deposition he will give the wrong answer and put in a mental hell. That may last for days. God, that's crazy. Her questions represent distrust and insecurity. Do not be deceived. Her questions represent distrust and insecurity. She spends a lot of time during her day thinking of ways to bust the black man. And she will worry over any unsettled details and could the atmosphere with suspicion and doubt. And cover the atmosphere with suspicion and doubt. The two most baneful emotions in her relationship. Although she won't admit it, her position is that if you ain't with me or a crowd of witnesses, then you must be doing something wrong. Or if you ain't with me, then you must be with somebody else. Or how come you can't tell me where you were? She does not really believe that what she doesn't know can't hurt her. Everything hurts her. And she thinks it's the black man's fault. If the black woman would take a moment to be truthful and admit her fears and the root of her despair, she would have the better communications with the black man. And honesty is what she says she wants, but she only wants it from one side. His. Good God Almighty. Shahzad Ali. Goodness, that's, that's deep. She is so angry with the black man that she does not want him to have the glorious experience of having a good woman, a good woman, the kind of woman who is in submission to her man and loves it. 
the kind of woman who obeys because she wants to obey and not because she is forced into doing so. The current black woman denies any notions of yearning to be under the black man's control. She pushes this idea out of her mind by recalling that she doesn't deserve it anyway. Why? Well, let me go back. She pushes this out idea out of her mind by recalling that he doesn't deserve it anyway. Why? Because he will not do what she wants him to do. She does not know the luxury of relaxing and living her life for her black man and doing everything she can do to make him happy. By letting the black man be the head of the family, she could revive him. And by getting behind him and supporting him, he could be free. The black woman cannot know freedom until the black... Oh my God. Good God Almighty. The black woman cannot know freedom until the black man does. Goodness, that is a mouthful in a sentence. Whew. That's deep. The wise say a man can rise no higher than his woman until the black woman makes a conscious choice to start respecting the black man he will remain in his current condition and decline even more. So what I'm getting from this, it's a two-way street, man. We need each other. We are a team. We cannot be in competition with each other. Neither one of us will thrive. And I see right now in our society how... Women have a sort of a level of I'm better than the man. I get paid more than you. I can get a better job than you. I'm more accepted than you. But in the same token, they want to carry that idea of I'm not accepted and no one likes my body and no one likes my hair and I don't get any opportunities. Well, that's not the case. That's not the case. We got to read on both sides of the coin. Don't down your counterpart because you feel like he isn't doing as good as you. There's a reason for that. You got to find out the history on that, sister. You feel me? <sighs> okay, let me continue. Some black women say that they are dis are satisfied with the status quo of their relationships and wouldn't have it any other way. They are lying. They are just trifling and enjoy quibbling and use these tactics to delay the inevitable inevitable for as long as possible when the black woman accepts her rightful place as queen of the universe and mother of civilization the black man will regenerate his powers that have been lost to him for over 400 years directly let me read that one more time when the black woman accepts her rightful place as queen of the universe and mother of civilization the black man will regenerate his powers that have been lost to him for over 400 years directly. The black woman should not mimic the ideas and attitudes of Western civilization. My God. The white man clearly understands that the preservation of the family order is what allows him to rule the world. God, jeez. You own it, Charizard. The, this fact is not hidden knowledge. When the standards that preserve civilization are disregarded, the result is a do-your-own-thing, reckless, and disorganized existence, which is the fucking existence that we live in right now. Everybody for themselves, do your own thing, get your own bag. 
Ah, oh, man. It's, it's crazy, man. The domestic crime rate in America bears witness to the breakdown of the family structure and the demise of the traditional values that preserve peace between men and women. I want to stop right there um, because I've said a mouthful. I've read a mouthful, pardon me. But it... I'm I'm not the type to complain about a fucked up society. I'm not or about what's going wrong or you know what I mean? I'm a solution-based person, but I do and I feel like I've said this in the last episode. I do firmly believe you have to acknowledge specifically what exactly is wrong to correct it. And I'm going to keep standing on this and keep saying it. We don't like each other right now. We are at a disagreement right now. We're not on the same page as men and women. And that is a problem. Everyone's not going to see it, but I'm speaking to somebody. Somebody sees it as well. But at the same time, a man and a woman, somebody as men and women, someone, we have to step up eventually and take a chance and being vulnerable, taking a chance and really trying to learn somebody else. Take a chance at really being an example for somebody else. If our generation as young people is going to come out of this bullshit of not having a real family structure, of not having a connection with, with, our, with our spouses and our relationships, somebody has to see it. Somebody, somebody got to wake up and feel it and say, I'm going to do it a little different. Okay. Ah, man, that, that was that was deep. And, I, and I'm reading this with you guys. Um, so as I come upon interesting sentences or interesting things that she says, it surprises me as much as, as much as it probably surprises you. I'm here to learn and I'm going to continue reading this. Give me your feedback. Um, and um, I'm going to leave it right there. Thank you guys for tuning in to the episode. I'm going to continue with this book, The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. If you have the Anchor app, like and subscribe there. Share it on your Instagram, share it on your Twitter, share it on your Facebooks so we can continue to spread the word. I love you guys and keep pushing.